people were like, oh no, we can't set appointments because we don't have business cards or a badge. And I was like, that's not why you're not setting appointments. They're like, no, I need a badge. Like they always ask for a badge. I was like, that's not, there's something else there. And I was like, I will go knock doors shirtless. Cool, a little far away. Well, welcome TJ, Nelson. Yeah. I'm out of Las Vegas, Nevada. Welcome to, okay. welcome to the podcast, man. How's it going today? Doing good. 118 degrees almost every day right now. You gotta love the heat if you're 118? out here. 118? Are you guys are out knocking in it though? Oh yeah. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. Some some people will knock like early in the day and then and call uh, leads and stuff and then knock later in the day so they're not like getting blasted right in the middle of the day. But I'm a weirdo. I actually like the heat. So yeah, I would rather have 118 degrees than snow. Really? Okay. Yeah, because my first summer for solar was Arizona, and the hottest day was 120. Um, and I like went out and knocked just to say I went out and knocked for like four hours, and I was like, it was too much. Yeah. But you, yeah, usually it was like crazy hot. And you just you just went out there and hustled, and that's when people's bills are high. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually started at the company in Arizona, and I had a 02, 2002 Corolla. AC did not work very well, so. Phoenix, I was just sweating like crazy the whole day, no matter what. There was no escape. Well, there's no excuse to get in your car. Cause a lot of reps do like get in their car and like chilling in the AC, you know, like if you didn't have the AC, then you might as well knock. Right. Yeah. Get inside a customer's house. Yeah. Nice, man. Well, for, for people, you're pretty active on social media, but for people that don't, I know we don't always like just tell, like you don't get on social media and like you read like someone's bio, but give it, tell, give, give us a story. Give us the TJ story. Oh man. The TJ story that can start from many different places but so actually um the person that got me into solar is here he's in my house right now with his dog but his name's cody and what happened was i lived all over the world thailand vietnam all this stuff and then um the most recent place was colombia were you just traveling or work or school or what were you doing so i was trying to do the whole online entrepreneur thing i okay. got seduced by the hey laptop on the beach five hour work week and live the life type of thing uh so i was doing that because it's so cheap and then i was in i was in medellin colombia and i had to come back because of health problems and then um yeah my friend cody uh he goes yeah cody park and he goes hey man like because I was, I was running out of money going into debt for medical stuff and he goes hey you know you're, you're good at sales you should come to vegas and uh do door-to-door -door solar and i was like okay sure and uh yeah, I interviewed with someone and then, um, yeah, Isaac Burnside, actually, I don't know if you know him. He's a cool guy, but, uh, yeah, they, they hired me on. Um, but I, I like pissed them off before I got hired. So when I was driving, when we were driving to Las Vegas, uh, I was almost, I was like an hour, two hours away. And they said that, uh, like I didn't have a job and I was like, Oh shit. So I got to Vegas and then I hunted them down, convinced them to hire me at solar city. And then, uh, started what year was that? 2015 2015 okay 2015 and then um so basically convinced this other person and this other team to hire me and um yeah i sucked but i just knocked so many doors and it was in vegas i knocked so many doors never done door to door in my life had all these health problems and um yeah first month i sold eight second month i sold 12 third month i sold 15 and then obviously vegas shut down so i had to move to texas okay. um I'll move to Texas. A lot of people couldn't do it because there was no savings, like we were talking about earlier. So you had to figure out how to sell on value long term and like all this other stuff versus 
savings. And then, yeah, that's just when I made it, I made a mental decision at one point. I remember I got my first install in Grand Prairie and I remember I was looking at it and for some reason there was a part of me that didn't want to like fully commit because I kind of been like living all over the world doing all this random stuff. But there was a very specific moment. I was like, look, like y'all never know what this opportunity can really be if I don't just go all in and actually see, you know, if I'm kind of part way in, part way out, I'll never really know. And I made a mental decision almost felt like, like part of myself was dying off or whatever, like giving up all this other stuff. But I just told myself, look, I'm going to put the blinders on, you know, like a horse that has the, the blinders covering their eyes, walking through the streets of New York. I was, I'm going to put the blinders on. I'm going to do go full out. This is it. Nothing else for at least two years. And then after that, you know, I'll, I'll pull my head up and look around and see what happened. And then um, that's when I was just, it was pure obsession studying like nonstop all day, every day. And then um, once I learned referrals, cause knocking doors, I was tapping out at like 12, 15 ish around there um, from knocking doors purely. And then some guy, um, his last name, Eric Kleffner or something like that. He came in and did a, a, a presentation. Let me close this quick time player. He did this presentation on referrals and I was like, that's it. And then I became super referral focused. And then, uh, I started getting so many referrals. I had an Excel spreadsheet. So I have all these like referral cards in my bag, every cell they'd write down. I'd get, a, I'd get about five to 10 referrals, every single cell. I'd write their name down. I'd take a picture of it, send it to the customer and say, Hey, as soon as you've talked to these people and they say, it's okay to call for, to call them, let me know. And then I'd send a picture to my assistant my assistant would put it in an Excel file. And then I had someone else in Dallas that would call my referrals for me and set the appointments. So then um, I'd give like the homeowner a script of what they could text the homeowner and teach them how to like sell the other people. Cause obviously homeowners don't know what they're doing. They'll just say, Hey, do you want solar? And I say, no, you know, I don't want solar. So you got to teach them how to sell it. And so as soon as they would say, Hey, you know, Joe said, it's cool to call them. Boom, I'd call them. And then I had my assistant calling uh, all my referrals. And I had so many referrals at one point, I actually was selling them off to other people. And then I was a hundred percent referral at that point. Um, so 15, 20, 25. So I averaged 20 deals a month for three months and my pull through was 90%. So there's people that sold more than me, yeah. but they, Solar City had like this ranking mm-hmm. of signed deals, final contract. Did you used to work at Solar City? I did. Yeah. Oh yeah, Solar City. There we go. Uh, like an overall rep ranking that like composited everything, and you could like reps would like choose which their stat was their best at and filter it. And be like I'm the best rep, but it's like yeah, I get you. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. I forgot what they called it. it as like a power ranking or something like that. But with the uh, yeah, at one point I was number one in the country on that um, stat. So because I had so many installs, some people would sell more than me. And we got a shirtless shirt. That's okay. the guy. He brought me the solar shirtless in the background, going in the backyard. But uh, uh, yeah, I had the highest score on that at one point, and um, just because I had ninety percent pull through on all the installs, so I had like an install going in every other day, and then yeah, that's when it it was all it was all, it was badass. You know, I hit the peak of selling solar and just crushing it. Uh, solar City in Texas, uh, they had a quarterly bonus, but like a lot of mine was referral. So I got 165 a kilowatt and then that went up to like 
after quarterly bonus, which the quarterly bonus was like insane to hit. I'd hit like 200, 210 per kilowatt after bonus. And uh, yeah, one month I made 55 grand at Solar City. Um, so that's why, you know. <laughs> the $210 a kilowatt reps are like, I'm not getting paid 500 kilowatt. I'm not working for you. Yeah. Yeah, I know. They, they make crazy now. It's like thousand kilowatt, whatever. But um, that's why it's like, hey, you know, if I made 55 grand in a month at Solar City, like you guys can make 50 grand a month doing this. But um, and then, yeah, after that, you know, I got Lyme disease and everything fell apart. That's a whole story in and of itself. Couldn't work for a year and a half. Didn't know if I was going to survive and make it. And then um, I started running out of money. I had I was back in Utah. Like I went to San Diego and all this stuff. I had to go back to Utah so bad because that's where my family is. And then at one point I started running out of money again after, you know, a year and a half, two years. I went to Arizona. Uh, this place was like giving me appointments. And then after a while, you know, like there was some stuff like main panels and like just some things I wasn't quite sure about. Like it was a full story. And um, yeah, I just wanted to create my own thing. Sales company for salespeople. Like hey this is where someone can come like there's full transparency uh basically use this as their vehicle to hit whatever goal they want and i just kind of created it and um started selling in phoenix arizona had a business partner i had to buy him out after three months though because um you know he wasn't i realized like he saw me as the workhorse and uh he wanted he was kind of trying just kind of ride off of that and uh so i got rid of him and then um yeah some other people in Vegas started selling for me as well. And then at one point I had to move to Vegas to save the Vegas division. And I've been here ever since. So yeah, there's, it's been, it's been a uh, pretty wild, but uh, yeah, I just kind of created it out of like what would be a place I would really want to work at and um, started building it up and mentoring all these people and getting them to kill it. And uh, how it is what it is. Like I never really, down created a business plan or anything like that it just organically became what it became okay cool so like walk me back a bit so did you like th this travel around the world place give me the give me the list like where we where, where I, mean, I heard thailand and like Columbia. i thought yeah i mean uh all the places i've ever lived in my life as far as like united states obviously utah is where i grew up salt lake city bountiful and all that um Phoenix, Dallas, Austin, Fort Worth, San Diego, Las Vegas, uh, Valparaiso, I probably said that bad, uh, Chile, um, Colombia, Thailand, and Vietnam. I've lived in all those places. So 11. Yeah. Four or five of those were, were, so what were you like when you were working on your laptop, were you just like selling stuff online or were you like, what were you doing? I actually created a program online to help people overcome depression without medication okay. and funny is um when i was selling solar the like i just was like okay i'm not working on it anymore and then it like grew on its own and uh, i mean it was never really it's not really like something you want to like your primary make goal uh make money from anyways but yeah i was making like two or three grand a month passive at one point and then i had over 100 thousand views on youtube and all these videos and all these people are like i saying i saved their life and it was pretty cool but then google released some um update and any website that 
was almost like an alternative health thing. Yeah. Uh, penalized. And then it just instantly killed that website. Mm-hmm. Still people, people still sign up for the course and still email me to me to this day, but I don't ever put any work on it. Uh, it's like a project, but um, was never primarily to make money, but yeah. yeah, I was just in living in Thailand, Vietnam. Vietnam is like, I was paying 250 bucks a month for this apartment, this nice area with a maid that came every three days, did the laundry, refill the water. And I was getting ripped off and, uh, you know, private chef coming every morning doing whatever I want. And I was spending less than a thousand bucks a month. And I got a haircut and it was a dollar 50, you know? So a lot of people, it's like, you can, if you save up 12 grand, you got a whole year that you can live over there. Huh. Like, a, so there's all these people like they go to Asia and they'll build their business or they just, you know, it's like you make a hundred grand a year. You're like extremely rich over there. Uh-huh. So that was definitely uh it was wild. Vietnam, Vietnam, my favorite place I've ever lived. Yeah. Were you on the like interior or were you on the coast? I was in Saigon. Okay. Ho Chi Minh City. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's like I've I've experienced enough things. So like with the business and everything, it was like cool. I've I've had a a, a lot of breadth of experience. Uh-huh. So I want a lot of depth. I want to take on as much responsibility as possible. And so it's like I don't I don't have this like I don't have anything in the back of my head like wanting to go run off to Europe or anything. I've already I've You're, already done all that. So okay. it's already system. So you, so you like you're not minding the settled down life. No, no, no. I'm ready, dude. I'll, okay. Yeah. If I met the right person, you know, I'd be ready to have some kids. Have some chat. Nice, man. Okay, yeah. I love it. That's 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 like it's so crazy. You're like going from like traveling around the world to like doing the solar thing. And you traveled a bit for solar. That I mean, Vegas was like crazy in 15, 16, that was nuts when they shut it down. So like, the, like, okay, I want to bounce some ideas off you then. So you had like the idea of momentum, right? Like you had yeah. a couple things in your career that really like ruined your momentum. Mm-hmm. How right. did you like, so like solar city shutting down in, in or Nevada shutting down solar, you know, um, Lyme disease moving back to, to Vegas, like, what like walk me through that like what was it like when it like stopped and how were you able to like overcome that and then get the momentum going again uh in vegas when it stopped we moved to texas at that time i was actually excited to move somewhere else okay because i still was like you know yeah let's go all these new experiences um and then when we got to texas it was crazy just how i overcame that is just just a lot of energy just a lot of energy a lot of drive. Um, cause I knocked every day, like 9am, 10am till night for two weeks straight in Texas before I got my first deal. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was just pure energy and just pure, like aggression. Like, like there was no other options. Like I, I gotta figure this out. Right. And a lot of people didn't make it. Um, a lot of people like this one guy came up to me crying, like I gotta go home all that stuff because they, they couldn't figure it out they're so used to the savings and so that was more you know when you're that set on something you have that much energy like you're going to figure it out no matter what you know it's not so much the how it doesn't matter and then um all the other times with starting over and different things like that and uh you know it's not really the answer a lot of people 
maybe like to hear is the most popular answer. Um, but a lot of it just comes down to pain tolerance. Um, so very high pain tolerance, um, which, you know, a lot of people, they want to hear like, yay, the positive and yeah, you know, success, you know, happiness and visualization and all that. But, uh, a lot of it is, is just pain tolerance. Um, there's a lot of like, just a very extremely painful, um, almost dark like moments. And it's just, if you have the goal and you have the target and you know what you're going to do and you just don't give up no matter what, then you'll eventually get there. But a lot, but there's a lot of like pain. There's a lot of hardship within that, you know? So yeah, just the, the pain and, and honestly, the Lyme, the Lyme disease was, was the pain level on that is just so nightmarish. So insane mm-hmm. that whenever with direct solar, the business was hard or it was super crazy. Um, I'd say yeah, it's not harder than Lyme disease, you know? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people too, with door to door, it's like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of, there's going to be a lot of pain. There's going to be a lot of waking up and not wanting to knock and knocking. And there's going to be three hours straight where, you're like, why am I doing this? Who am I? Like, like everyone's saying no. And it's pushing past that to, so you can get the reward. It's like, there's, there's a, there's a price to be paid for whatever you want. It's like, someone can say, Oh, I want the biggest TV I want the biggest, nicest TV. And then they go into Best Buy and then they see the price and they go, ah, never mind. You know, it's like, okay, you didn't actually want that TV. Yeah. Cause it came with a price tag. So there's a, you're willing to pay the price and you have the pain tolerance and you just go through it. Like back, back in the day when I had a lot of energy and my health was better, it was just, I had a lot of energy. So it's it easier. Yeah. But uh, when you kind of lose that energy or, or you kind of have to tap into just never, just never giving up. And um, sometimes with certain reps, it's like, I have to, I have to let them know, like sometimes people, they get into those painful states or they're dealing with the hardship and they, they feel like alone and isolated um, because it's not really talked about that much. And so a lot of times in the meetings, you know, sometimes I just have to run a meeting about, yeah, hey, sometimes, hey, is anyone going through mm. hard times? Anyone think, has anyone ever had the thought of, I'm this might not be for me. I might not have what it takes. Has anyone had the thought of, maybe I should quit and get a regular job? Well, good, good. Cause we've all had those thoughts and those thoughts and those, those problems and those issues is the exact reason why you should keep going. Cause that's like the barrier to entry. Like that's why a lot of people don't hit these high levels because they have those experiences. They have those thoughts and they go through those things and then they quit. So it's like, Hey, that's the price. Like if you're going through that, like I reframe it. It's like, that's a good thing because if you keep going and you make it past that, that's when you're going to, start seeing the real fruits of your labor. That's when you start yeah. getting a lot of referrals. And there's yeah. one rep, he was stuck in there and he was like almost about to quit for quite a while and started doing all these one-on-ones, started getting his mind back on track, started challenging him. And like, he's afraid to call referrals. I said, do you have a referral card? And he's like, yeah. I was like, okay, we're calling him right now. You know, boom, we call him, we set an appointment like the next day. And uh, now he's all amped up because he's starting to finally break past that barrier and kind of see that other side. And um. So yeah, a lot of people, I feel like it's not, don't talk about it enough. So then a lot of reps are 
people in sales kind of get lost in like those negative thoughts and they think it's only them, but everybody goes through that. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Well, and it's like, there's certain times where there's just so much inertia that you don't want to move, you know, but that's when you have to move. Like that's when you have to take action and like just those little steps, like beginning to take action is what's going to create the momentum. And then once you're like, once the ball's rolling, it's actually pretty easy. Like once you have like 20 customers, the referrals are a lot easier because you have 20 people to get referrals from. And then those 20, like out of 20 people, you know, 10 of them aren't going to give you great referrals, but 10 of them will. Yep. And then you'll, you can keep it, you can keep like a, it's a snowball effect, you know, but it is like, it's really hard. And it sounds like it's just for, for your answer, your perspective is just a stoic answer. It's like, understand that you're going to have to go through pain and yeah. don't shy away from it. Realize that everybody's going through that same pain. So you don't have to feel like lonely or isolated about it, but you, that, that doesn't change the fact that it's going to suck for a little bit. <laughs> yeah and, and what's wild is it's like it's always the best day is always when you wake up and you doubting yourself and you're like oh man i don't want to do this and you force yourself to get out there and you're knocking and all of a sudden an hour in someone's like yeah i've been looking into solar and boom all of a sudden you sign them up and whatever so like those are the best days yeah. you know you go home at the end of the night you go lay in your bed you feel like you feel amazing versus yeah. it's like some people's like dude i mean you're watching netflix all day do you even feel good after that like no like you yeah. feel good overcoming challenge. Like the challenge is the reward. So, so, so speak, so speaking of challenges, I'm, I'm pretty sure I got, you did, you did a little fast a little bit ago, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I do a lot of stuff. I mean, I actually, I think I'm like, I probably look sweaty right now. Cause, um, right before I got on this, I did a super hot detox bath. Like I do all sorts of stuff, but the fast, my stomach, I was on some antibiotics and my stomach was just killing me and i was just messed up and i couldn't eat food anymore <laughs> i just just stopped eating okay so, how long did you go eating for, uh, it was like a I stopped eating i think on a saturday and then i ate on a wednesday so sunday monday tuesday wednesday i don't know i don't know how many hours that was but three days yeah yeah that's like the hard but, part. After the four days, it's easy. The first three days are the hard part. <laughs> yeah, well, for me, it was easy because like eating was painful. Okay. Eating sucked. So I just didn't want to eat. Whereas, you know, I didn't know if that was like a, an exercise in pain tolerance or not. So <laughs> no, it was actually exercise in less pain. <laughs> Fasting was less pain. It was pain avoidance. Oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, that's good. Well, yeah, it's, and it's like, how, like, how do you draw that line between like being a masochist and like accepting pain? That's, that's always a hard one because people are like, you don't, you know, I, the way I explain it is you don't want to run to pain, but you don't want to avoid it. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's not like you want to purposely mess up a deal so you lose a sale and have more pain, but you want to be, it's like expect, you know, hope for the best, but expect the noise. You know, like you show up to a referral, just expect it's going to be really hard and expect it's going to be crazy. Expect there's going to be some curveballs thrown your way. And then if that does happen, then you're prepared. You're not thrown off guard. And if, it, if it's a good deal, then awesome, you know. But there's still other things you can do. Like I always take cold showers every day. You know, it's just that one more thing where it's like, hey, my brain doesn't want to do this. So I'm going to do it so that my brain gets used to doing things I don't want to do. But like I'm not, I'm not purposely uh, trying to create 
bad situations. Yeah, yeah. no, the, the cold showers is a good one for for me. It's running ultra marathons because like yeah. it, it so you, you don't want to like I don't want to do it. People are like you must love running if you run that many miles. It's like actually I don't like it. It's actually very painful, but yeah. it's like a good pain because it's like stretching yourself, like making it you know do things that are hard, and then afterwards you feel like on top of the world. It's like wow, I went through something really hard. It sucked, but it was worth it. And now I can, that bleeds into other areas of my life where oh, I don't want to do, you know, like simple things like, oh, you just, just take that first step, get it done. And then after, then you feel accomplished, like, like you were saying. So, well, yeah, and the brain is going to, because like if you choose easy, then your life will become hard. And if you choose hard, your life will become easy. So choose your hard. You want hard now or do you want hard later? And then like when you reframe it, it's like, Oh, you go out in the doors. Oh, I got rejected. Oh no. Oh no. I'm doubting myself. You know, it's like, Oh, awesome. I'm having a hard time. This is now I get to test myself to see if I can keep going. And it like becomes more of an exciting thing. So it's like a challenge, you know? Yeah. Hey, when you, if you go snowboarding or skiing, if you hit a little small jump that you know you can hit, it's not really that fun. The funnest, the most fun jump is the big jump that you don't think you can do. You know, same thing in sales. Like, you, know, you can pull try and pull off some wild stuff. It's like the whole point of why it's fun and rewarding is because you went out there and you had some fear and you had some doubt and then you made it happen. Yeah. You know, no one has fun running, you know, that's good at snowboarding, riding the easy slopes. You, you, you ride the hard slopes for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. So thing in sales, like that's why we like sales because holy shit, I thought I didn't think I was going to do anything and said some wild stuff to this guy or someone in his house. And then like we're signing up solar, he referred to 10 of his friends. I have no idea what just happened. You know, that's, that's where, that's where it's fun. Yeah. Well, let, let, let's transition to your, your team. So you got around 30 guys, 30 reps. I should say guys, 30 reps that work for you. Did that happen fairly organic or you like, like what was the process to building that team? Cause that's, that's a sizable team. That's really good. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, it's funny. You said, Hey guys, and then you changed it to, you know, the gender neutral because the females right now are kicking ass but uh yeah i mean it started out um i had a vp at first in vegas and he had some people bring over and i had some people in phoenix and then i kind of let those people go when i bought out the other guy to get rid of him and then in vegas we had some people and i've done like the indeed and the zip recruiter ads and all that stuff uh we've only had yeah honestly we've only had a a few people from indeed that were actually solid and stuck mm-hmm. and it's all been um from the sales reps referring or bringing in people themselves yeah so just make the culture super fun we do fun stuff all the time uh really invest in the mentorship and training and everything and then i really go i really make the meetings like really as good as possible so all they have to do is invite say yeah just check it out invite them, come to the meeting and they come to the meeting and usually when, once they come to the meeting they haven't really seen anything like that before. And then they want to join. So it's just like the sales reps, all they have to do is invite people to the meeting mm-hmm. and then they invite people to the meeting and then they join. And um, we've had some influx, I mean, ups and downs. And like I had this one person come on and then he grew a big team and then some weird stuff happened, you know, without getting into it. So I kind of let him go. And then like, obviously when he get, let go, he went somewhere else. And then he, you know, all his friends eventually, yeah, or, you know, followed him. Um, but, you know, Thursday we had, three people came in and two of them actually came in from someone that used to work at direct solar and the back end, but you know, he just liked it so much that he still refers people over. But recently I created a recruiting funnel 
and I'm going to try running ads to that to test that out. But so far it has helped just because, you know, I wrote that little book, the 10 secrets of selling solar, like a little mini book thing. And so then, you know, when other people are curious, it's like, yeah, just send them this. And so it's like, they're out in the field. It's like someone's selling pest control or whatever. And they're like, I don't know about solar. It's like, Hey, just, you know, look at this book and check it out. And then they, there's a, there's a web page where they can see our culture of our team. So right now I'm, I'm right about to really ramp up because I had to clean up some stuff in the business. We had to, you know, make some, every now and then there's always someone that starts promising nest thermostats reduce 15%. And I was like, no, 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 they do not. <laughs> so it's like right now it's super awesome because everyone on the team is extremely solid. No one's doing anything weird. Um, and so now I have that foundation. And so now I'm going to start, okay, cool. Everything's super solid right now. And then we're going to start, um, building in more because I'm not really looking just to hire anybody that's going to sell an 85 year old lady, a $74,000 loan that she has no tax liability and she's going to be screwed, you know? So, um, all the people that have come in that are a part of the team right now is mm, I think 90, yeah, 98% of it is other sales reps just brought them in to a meeting one day. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So are you running two meetings a week, three meetings a week? Yeah. Monday, Thursday, 10 a.m. Okay. And then uh, Saturday at 9 a.m. Uh, we do a Zoom call, just okay. a quick mindset. And then uh, anyone that's on that call on time, then they get to qualify for weekend incentives. So okay. basically just copied Solar City's approach, two meetings and a Saturday Zoom call. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the meetings are an hour and a half. Okay. We do a bunch of fun stuff. And um, I always do like some shout outs, announcements, and then I do some heavy sales training. And usually a lot of it, since I'm still actively selling, I'll play recordings of the close on yeah. certain things. Uh, we recently had people where they kept running into deals where they didn't have 12 months of usage. Mm -hmm. And so they didn't sign up because they wanted to see 12 months. It's like, hey, they, that should never happen. So we did, boom, dive into that, some role plays. And then I do some motivational and some deeper stuff as well. Okay. Uh, so so you, I, I put a lot into the meeting. What, what's your, what's your weekend incentive? You said weekend incentive. <laughs> yeah, they've, they've calmed down a lot. They used to be crazy. Okay. But then, but then I realized what's the example of crazy. What's the example of a calm one? Uh, so like a calm one is like, uh, whoever sets the most appointments with the utility bill, you know, gets two or 300 bucks. Um, but back in the day it was like, we would did, uh, one time it was like, Hey, if we hit a certain amount of goals, you know, a certain amount of sales, we're going to bring a goat into the office. And so like we had a goat in the office and it was like eating everything and like shitting everywhere. Um, and so I was like, we're never bringing a goat in the office again. Uh, we've done like Lamborghini rentals. And then, uh, like I did like, Hey, if you, if you get on the roof with the homeowner <laughs> and then on one time we did, if you get in the attic with the homeowner and you're both shirtless and it's crazy. No matter what incentive is going down, people do it. And so, but I kind of stopped doing that because um, people were more just like making money on a, doing wild stuff and not selling solar. <laughs> there was one point, like I could tell, like the sales rep calls, he's driving to a deal. He's like, Hey, what's the attic incentive again? I'm like, yeah, if you get in the attic shirtless with the homeowner, he's like, okay, perfect. And I'm like, all right, he's definitely, you know, and then an hour later, shirtless the homeowner shirts off and they're both in the attic and i'm like holy crap so uh, we, yeah. did, we, did a, we did a bathroom selfie one like when you're knocking doors like if you get in the bathroom or take a selfie in the bathroom 
like that, that one ran for a while actually then people just did it like for two or three weeks like hey look i got in the bathroom i took a selfie yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just ran with it yeah it gets got pretty wild and then vegas uh you know obviously marijuana is legal i don't personally partake but most people a lot of people in vegas do and then there's you know sales rep would get in the attic with the homeowner and then like light up in there and, uh, i changed it or, or they do that on the roof so i was like all right all right yeah we gotta calm that one down a little bit okay that well, i actually saw it was a few weeks ago you actually was it a few weeks ago you knocked your door with your shirt on uh so i actually i did that i used to do that um back in the day so that that was actually like a year and a half ago that i did that where the picture was okay but, um, i would make people do it to get them out of their head you can sometimes like knocking doors especially at the beginning you just have to get over the jitters it's, it's, it's like hey they're, they're so afraid and if you just shock their brain and do all this crazy stuff and then you come back to regular then they're not scared anymore but uh all these people were like oh no we can't set appointments because we don't have business cards or a badge and i was like that's not why you're not setting appointments they're like no i need a badge like they always ask for a badge i was like that's not there's something else there and i was like i will go knock doors shirtless today and then i went and knocked shirtless and actually it was some good results and set an appointment and all this stuff and um but yeah, it was funny because every I post that on obviously on Facebook, like it's always like ten percent of people are like, "I'd blow your head off with a shotgun if you knock my door shirtless." I'm like, "No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. You'd answer the door. One hundred percent wouldn't do that, and you're missing the point." But yeah, the whole point of that was just to prove, like, hey, it's all about your tonality, your body language, your approach. It's not about if you have business cards. And so I just went shirtless and. Then it kind of became a joke and like, you know, sales reps, they're out of their head. I just take my shirt off. I'm like, yeah, take your shirt off. And they're like, what the hell? And then we go knock some doors shirtless and they're like, oh, okay. And then we set like an appointment shirtless. And then we, you know, obviously put our shirt back on and then they are all amped up and they're not scared anymore. But yeah, I don't do that anymore. But yeah, Dale, like a Dale, Dale Carnegie, like sales training or like speech training, they have like people get in front of the room and like just scream crazy. And they're like, not that like speaking like you can if you can scream and act like a crazy person in front of the room like having a speech isn't that bad you know it solves like your fear fear of speaking so yeah it's funny yeah nah, and uh there's kind of a principle with that too like whenever i get to the neighborhood i always just jump out and knock doors as quickly as possible i want those first conversations as quickly as possible anytime someone's too passive i always force them to go really aggressive and then they can tone it back it's like hey within the first 10 seconds, try and get in the house, you know? It's like all of a sudden within the first 10 seconds, say, you want my shoes on or off? And just start like almost walking into the house. And then they, they kind of see like, sometimes it actually, they get away with it. And then um, just by being that aggressive, their brain gets shocked. And then it, it's not like analytical mode anymore. And you're more present. And then you're able to, to knock doors, but yeah. Yeah, it's like tactic. Is, you, is your guys' pitch pretty straightforward or like out there in Vegas? No, nah, it's uh, we do pretty different than uh, what we do, and uh, we always have to, you always have to adapt a little bit. And I've never really worn a, the whole safety vest while knocking, but most people on the team do. But then now, so many people are wearing safety vests now, and then all of a sudden, on next door, I guess there's people wearing safety vests breaking into people's houses. So then it's like, okay, you know don't wear the safety vest anymore. So it's like, you kind of are always a little bit adapting yeah. to 
the skeleton and the structure of the pitch is always the same, but you always have to adapt and change and tweak a little something a little bit based on the market. Yeah, and, I've, never, um, I've never been a big fan of the the security vest, so or the hard. Yeah, I've never been a big fan of it. I've never needed it. I've never done the hard hat. I mean, I, I kind of tell people, hey, if it works, like if wearing a pink shirt and like knocking the door and be like, hey, how are you, Workland? I would do that. But um, yeah, we always, we always have to change it up a little bit. And like Envy Energy, they sent out these little green slips, and we were using that to kind of break preoccupation for a while. But then I think. Um, more and more companies they might have seen that or something so they're starting to do that as well so it's always just whatever the market's at whatever you got to do a little bit different and then get their attention because they've all been knocked before they've all heard it before so you just have to last long enough to have them talk to you long enough and then once they trust you and they like you and then they'll find out it's solar at some point and then but it's already too late and they're like, oh, okay, well, yeah. And people come by all the time, but whatever. And I'll look into it. And um, yeah, I just actually have a door pitch. I just um, paid someone to blur out the person's face. And uh, just to show, like I walk up, she's in her yard. I hit her with the intrigue and do all this stuff. And she's like, is this solar? You know, like several times. It's like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a part of it. You know, there's other things we do as well. That's a big part. And you need to kind of just move on. And then like, it's like, eventually she's like, okay, he's, he's, he's just pitching me solar but it's already too late. Like she already likes me. She already, there's already some trust there. So in Vegas, it's all, they'll blow you off real quick. If you just, hi, my name's Taylor with direct solar. Have you heard of the net metering program? Like no chance. Yeah. 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 And you gotta, yeah, it's gotta be a little different. So what's your, what's your guys' average out there for doors? I I, I should, I define doors knocked as qualified buyers. Some people's like, I knock a hundred doors in a day. And I was like, that sucks. I knock like 20. (laughs) <laughs> I talked to 10 really good people um, yeah. when I do knock, but like, what's your, what's your average of like qualified, like people actually answering the door for like a qualified home to, to sit ratio. Hmm, let me, I mean, I can pull it up on sales rabbit, but it's weird because uh, it varies so widely. Um, but we kind of have this thing called 300 club where people at least just knock 300 doors in a week, which is really not that much. Um, we get to do something fun every week. It's like, hey, if you're doing the minimum. But because uh, typically if someone knocks 300 doors, they're going to get a sale. Yeah. You know how it works. But then there's people where they'll go out and knock for a day and they get like six utility bills and sell these appointments and sell like two deals from it. Um, but yeah, if I'm looking at the stats for this week, let's see, like this person knocked 120 doors, 21 conversations, five appointments set. So 23.81% appointment ratio. And then this person sold three deals this week, um, which is super high, 40%. Uh, this person, 109 doors, 14.4. So yeah, it's a little bit different each person, but um, from the conversation to appointment ratio, uh, average is probably about 15, 20% on the team. That's really good for Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, with Vegas, the hardest part is if you can, if you can sit down husband and wife at the table, uh, it's like 80% Uh, for the team, the closing. Well, we got some new people. It's over 50%. Okay. Right. Um, The people have been here a while. It's like 90%. 
80, 90%, they're going to go solar. It's just the hard part is getting, getting the appointment in Vegas. If you actually sit down with them, it always makes sense. There's hardly any trees. They're all saving money. Um, if you sit down with them, it's, it's going down. So that's why I, uh, we do what's called the 10, five, 10. That's just so people are actually working their leads. So, you know, at lunch, you want to call at least 10 people from pipe drive or sales rabbit. And then at, you know, you knock for five hours and then at dinner call 10 referrers or referrals. If someone does that every day, they're, they're going to sell, they're going to make at least 200, 300 grand a year. Yeah. Uh, sure. yeah. So all it is is sitting down. If you sit down with them, you're going to get, you're going to get the deal in Vegas. In Vegas, it's all just, can you set the assault appointment? And if you can do that, you win the game. Whereas when I sold in Texas, it might be different now. In Texas, the appointment was easy and the closing part was hard. Yep. Because it was like, people would talk to me forever. I was like, dude, I got to go. Like, I don't want to keep talking to you. Whereas in Vegas, people are more like to themselves, do their own thing, um, a little more skeptical. Whereas Texas, a little more Southern hospitality. When you get in there, you know, back in the day, I think we were selling 10.5 cent uh, Solar City, 2.9% escalators. And they, I was paying six cents a kilowatt hour in my apartment out the door. So, it was, you know, it was a different kind of beast. You know, they'd be interested, but you sit down and like, oh, 50 bucks more a month, you know? Yep. I hear you. So, and then, and you're working on the referral game pretty heavy too. So between that and like some hustle. Yeah. It's like, no, the only, the only reason your reps are not being successful, I'm guessing is because, or like a rep would not be, your reps are successful. The only reason a new rep would not be successful is if one, they try to do their own system and two, they just don't do the work. It's, uh, it's 98%. It's not doing the work. That's all it is. If someone goes out, if they did a 10, five, 10 every day, or if they knock at least 300 doors every week, they're going to find somebody that wants to replace a bill they already have with something better. It's all just work ethic. Literally anyone can come in here. If they have the work ethic, it's easy. Oh, you're, you're not setting an appointment. Just record a door knock and I'll listen to it. I know exactly where you're messing up. Okay. You're not, you're in, you're in a deal and you're not closing it. And they're saying this cool. That's easy. That's all easy. But getting someone to work, like if they're not motivated, like I'm just, just there's no chance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think there's a lot of really cool things. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say literally in Vegas, it's still to the point where if you just knocked every day, you're going to find somebody that's like, Oh, I tried to do solar. I, I failed credit. My credit wasn't good, you know, like a year ago. So we kind of gave up on it. You're like, Oh, you know, and you just have to boom and you're in there and you can sign them up. Like you're going to find that person. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's some people, some people are like, Oh, Vegas is too saturated. It's like, it's not, it might be a little over knocked, but it's not over saturated with solar by any no. means, you know? So a couple, a couple, like kind of recap, cause we're, I think we're over 30 minutes, but that's okay. Like it's been a really good conversation. So, um, but the like couple of things I really like you're doing one, like you provide like really specific metrics for your reps. Like I remember when I was like just a normal rep doing thing, like if we got back at the event, if we got for our manager, if we got five sales in a week, he took us out to lunch on, on the Monday training. And I was like, I, oh, I never want to miss that lunch. Like, oh, he's got five sales every freaking week. Yeah. And I just wanted lunch. It was like, it was like a $10 lunch. It's not a big deal. You know, yeah. but like, that's just what kept me going. So you got, you got like your 300 club, you know, like that's really specific and there's a reward, right? Just do 300 doors. You give those reward. I love that. Um, I really like how you do 
a really structured meeting. Like a lot of reps complain about having to show up to the office, but if you make it like valuable and worth their time and put the effort in, like I, how, how many hours are you prepping for meeting? I mean, I'm, I'm guessing you've done enough of them now. You don't have to do a lot, but I'm guessing there's a significant amount of preparation that goes into knowing your numbers, like having a fun activity, like making sure the training's on point, like being in touch with your team. So, you know, have like a relevant training, like that's, that's a lot that goes into an hour and a half training, not just, Hey, let's show up. What does everybody need to learn today? Yeah. And, and I'll, I'm taking like recordings and I'm cutting out little snippets, you know, it's like, Oh, people have a hard time. Like sometimes the homeowner says this, I'll, I'll go sell somebody and I'll record it and then I'll have a snippet of it. And then I play it in the office. So it's like, this actually works. It's not just a theory. I'm not just telling you this, this is yeah. me actually and the homeowner, but, uh, it takes a lot of energy. Um, and it takes some time to prepare each one because, but all I'm doing is I'm just really focused. Okay. Where's the team at right now? What do they most need to hear? And the best combination is, you know, at the beginning, do a little, some announcements, shout outs, do some role play. And I've been going heavy on the referrals. And I always say, look, it's not about looking good. It's about getting good. If you're not jumping up to do these role plays, like, what are you doing? And then uh, we really work on those and then something uh, super cell specific. So they get some of that and then motivation. Cause I, I've run like 600 meetings now for direct solar. So um, while I've been running those, I've been, I kind of tweak stuff and I'm always like watching the crowd. And if I did just pure sell stuff, I'd lose, like people wouldn't pay attention. Mm -hmm. and, and so it was always the best was here's a little, here's some sell stuff, like 10, 15 minutes. And then the deeper like life stuff or, or motivation or whatever. And yeah. so, that's like the best. Um, and then there's all sorts of games. And like, uh, if anyone sets an appointment in 10 minutes at the end, they can spin the wheel and all this stuff like that. But um, yeah, it's uh, uh, honestly, I think a lot of, a lot of people are work at Drexel or just because of the meetings. Like I, that's like the main like advantage that I have is the meetings. Yeah. Which is you, which, you know, like that people, people quit. People don't quit the or quit a company, they quit their boss. People don't stay at a company because the company is safe because they're boss, you know, and yep. that's like, that's a huge thing. And uh, it's, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of like self-development on yourself. You know, you got, you got to have a deep well to draw from because that's what people are coming for. You know, they want someone that's going to take, yep. they want a shepherd that's going to lead them to the right, right pastures. Yeah. And I think, I think that's why too. I mean, I just like selling, like that's kind of the fun thing, obviously like going on vacation, but I have to continually be actively selling in order to have relevant stuff too. Right. If I just completely stop selling, then eventually it'd be like, I'd be six months behind what the, the market is and what, what's actually going on. Yeah. I hear you. Well, as we wrap up any words of wisdom, any plugs you want to put in times your, plugs? Oh, I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't know the plugs. I don't know. You got your, you got your 10, 10, 10 steps to sell a solar deal and you got your funnel. Yeah. I mean, you already talked about it, but it might be good to like remind people. Which is, yeah. Which is funny. Cause I created that whole recruiting funnel, but mostly I just have people reaching out to offer. They want me to they want to pay me to coach them. Versus, we've gotten a couple people that have joined the team because of it. Uh, I mean, words of wisdom. It's just, you know, if you just, if you decide on what you want and you just never quit and you have a high pain tolerance and you just, make it happen no matter what that's basically it's only a matter of time 
Like if it's like, Hey, I want this and I'm never going to quit until I get it. Then all it is, is a matter of time. But I think too many people, they have an out. There's always, there's an out, there's a back door. There's oh, this doesn't work. I'm going to do this. And that that's always going to keep one foot in and one foot out. And you're never going to really know what you're made of and what you're capable of and what this opportunity really is, unless you go all in. Yep. Love it. Cool. Okay. Well, that's not, well, well, I think that's all in. We'll end on that and appreciate your time, man. Yeah, it was fun.